sagt, du wirst der Salvation of the Lord. And Philip arose and went. And it was on that road he met the Ethiopian eunuch, returning from Jerusalem and waiting in his chariot, waiting what he did not understand. He asks of Philip the question, of whom says the prophet this, of himself or of another? And Philip opened his mouth and taught him and preached unto him Jesus. The individual, the importance of the individual in the sight of the Lord. So Jesus left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And on his way, being weary with his journey, he sat at Jacob's well. Not only to rest himself, that definitely is in it, for he was weary with his journey and no one <coughs> There was no other journey like it. There was no load like the load he carried. And having a true humanity, he was weary with his journey and sat down. But there was something more than that. He sat down to wait. He is not only resting at the well, he is waiting at the well. He is waiting. And he is waiting for one who was not only to come there to draw water, but who was to come at this most unseasonable hour. Someone has said, why didn't she come to draw the water at the time that the ordinary, decent and respectable people came? The answer is, she was not decent and respectable. She wanted to escape observation. She wanted to come and go without anyone seeing her. Little did she know that unset purpose, yea, that according to an eternal purpose, there was one waiting for her at that well whose presence and observation she could not avoid. He waits for her at this unseason at the hour. And he shows no hurry. <clears throat> he can afford to wait. Yea, he couldn't pass on. 
is working on set purpose. And the person for whom he is waiting is absolutely oblivious of that fact. Nevertheless, this is a fact. Waiting. Literally waiting to be gracious. Waiting to do something. Waiting to distribute the blessings that he alone could distribute. For he has bags, as John Brennan puts it, bags of no one knows what, for no one knows whom. No one knows for whom the blessings are reserved and preserved. And no one knows what the blessings are. No one but himself, of course. And those to whom it is made known through the distribution of his gifts. Waiting to be gracious. Now there are certain things in life <coughs> that can never leave a person exactly the same as they find him. There are certain experiences of life that touch the inner core of our being. <coughs> and of course, supreme among those experiences is the encounter with the Lord. <clears throat> but not only are we to speak of the encounter with the Lord, because many saw him, many met him, and they were not they were not touched at all. They passed on, it was nothing unto them. They saw, but they did not believe. They saw what was outward. They saw the vessel, but they didn't see the treasure in the vessel. But the encounter with the Christ, which influences the life of only, the life of those who encounter him, influences it so profoundly as to be connected with a re-begetting or a regeneration. That encounter is not merely meeting him, but meeting him so that he reveals himself. He was like anyone else to this woman until these words were spoken to her. I that speak unto thee am he. 
Never thought I listened. <clears throat> when they look at these words in the order in which they appear. First, I. I that speak unto thee. Who is this I? <clears throat> well, there are many things that could be said. <clears throat> But we confine our consideration and observation at this time to the words of the prophet. Isaiah, when the question is asked, who is this? Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. And that institutes a contrast for us, which we might well consider. For there is no doubt whatever that the warrior to which, or to whom, the prophet refers is the same as we have in our text. I. Who is this I? But the prophet sees him as traveling in the greatness of his strength and simultaneously true. The one doesn't cancel out the other, yeah. The one is the complement of the other, and without the one, the other would mean nothing. Of the well, of the, of the wall around the well to uphold. Leaving Judea, but an unfavorable comparison, an unfavorable comparison to someone else is made with him. And yet, coming here, and receiving in this lonely spot the greatest publicity of which this particular situation was capable. He left Judea. He left the crowd, came to the individual, but then runs into the crowd again. I. Now again and again, <clears throat> We are pointed out the fact that this is a, <clears throat> a word which properly can be used by none but God. We say it often, yes, and in our own positions, rightly so. I, of course, is uh, the identification of personality. <clears throat> Only a person can use this word I. 
but then it is only in a derived sense that we can use it. I, who am I? The creation of God. I don't exist in my own right at all. I exist for his pleasure. Called into being for that very purpose. With a specific end in view. An end that cannot be changed. And the eye or the ego that belongs to the creature ultimately resolves itself upon God for the creature is brought into being not for his own glory or for his own pleasure but for the glory of the Lord hence his chief end is not to glorify himself but to glorify and enjoy the Lord who called him into being. But when the Lord uses the word of himself, he uses it in the strict and the real sense of that, of this term, I. He exists in his own right. And he exists for no other purpose whatsoever beyond himself for the simple reason that there is nothing beyond himself. He is the end of all. And you, you will notice that again and again the Lord, even during his humiliation, makes use of the word and we believe makes use of it in the sense with the emphasis on the eye. The emphasis is is on the unique personality which is his as God blessed forever. And especially in this gospel you will find it used again and again with this element of uniqueness in it and sometimes coming into the forefront. I am the way, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, I am come that they might have life, yea, I am the life, I, that speak unto thee. Now here he identifies the I with the Messiah or the Christ. We know, says the woman, we know that Messiah's cometh, which is called Christ. And these but are mm, the one name, the one is Hebrew and the other is Greek. Messiah is the Hebrew name 
for the coming one, and it means the anointed one. Christ is the Greek name, and it means the same thing, the anointed one. I know that Messiah's cometh who is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. No doubt the woman is here occupied with what has already been told her. Her mind takes this direction. She is thinking in terms of telling. And she is thinking in that way because he had told her things that she would rather he did not know. He had put a finger on a sore spot here and on a sore spot there. I see, she said, you are a prophet. A prophet indeed. And she continues her thought and her speech along this line. When he is come, he will tell us. What will he tell us? All things, she says. All things. But when she speaks of telling us all things, is no doubt thinking of things in general and especially of things in connection with the worship of God. He certainly would tell that. But he didn't begin by, tell, by telling anyone about the worship of God. He didn't begin his conversation with this woman by telling something of what ought to be done in general. He began by telling her something about herself something which she would rather have not heard and so it is always as long as we think in general terms we cannot be disturbed and that is how most people do think they think of things in general. They think of how things are to be. They have their suggestions to make in regard to the improvement of life in general. They would like to see this done and that done. But the Lord does not continue his discussion with this woman along these lines at all. He begins in a general way, but that was but to introduce something particular. And that is how he always begins. As long as we are concerned with generalities, we can be as comfortable as we wish. But it is when things become personal, when they become specific 
it is then we begin to be disturbed. And of course this is true of life as a whole. We often hear of people saying, well, that discussion, it may be a worldly discussion, that was all right, but he shouldn't have become personal. Now, it can be the essence of ill manners to become personal where that is not required. In a discussion of a general nature, one of the elementary rules is that one is not to become personal. And this is the reason behind it all, what is personal brings discomfort. But when the Lord begins, this is the first, first right he lays claim to, the right of being personal. Because after all, the essence of human life is measured. Not in relation, not in the relation that exists between man and man. The essence of human life is measured. Not in relation, not in the relation that exists between man and man. The essence of human life is measured by the relationship of the soul to God. It is 
very comfortable to live taking what starts to fall from ourselves and comparing ourselves here directly with others. That's a, that, that, that is um, a very comfortable way of living. But when the Lord draws a picture, a picture of which we disapprove, a picture which, to which we have no hesitation, or on which we have no hesitation in giving our verdict, And the Lord says, as he said to that other case, there was the man. That brings in something for which we have not bargained. What shall be done to this man? There was a certain man who had one last. So Laban said to David, what shall be done, David? David had in the slightest hesitation in, in passing judgment. But for the one thing that can be done to such. But then when the word was immediately added, there was the man. That is a different complex on everything. What did he say after that? Nothing but what he actually said. I have sinned. It is not somebody like it, it is not that there was a man, there was a man in a city who sinned against his neighbor. That I have sinned. And it wasn't against the snake that I did, although, although that was in it. Against the only have I sinned. In thy sight, then the sin. Against the only. And the first sign of our accepting God's judgment of ourselves is this, that we pronounce that same judgment on ourselves. Now, not no one thinks that this is easy. It is easy to say that it is not easy to feel it, to know it. I have sinned. She, she must have one of them. She must explain everything away, but the Lord will not have it. And this is the point at which we must come. I have sinned. That's not enough. We are told that we say that makes all the difference in one's life is. We are told that we decline. 
in the world's history. Certain things have not yet been accomplished. She knew Christ as prophet, and she knew him as Messiah. But there were many other things she, she, she was to learn later, if she lived, of course, till after certain things were accomplished. I've been thinking of how she must have felt when she knew that the one whom she recognized as Messiah, as Lord, had been crucified. When it staggered the minds of the disciples who had been with him and who received his continual teaching, when it staggered their minds so that how would this woman affair? Well, I don't know, but this I do know. We cannot place ourselves in the position she was in. For to us the Messiah comes as having accomplished certain things. He comes as having accomplished salvation. For we are told not only that the Messiah has come, but we are told what he did when he did come. cannot think of the Messiah as simply a prophet. And we cannot get to know him simply as prophet. Because he reveals himself as more than a prophet. And that revelation cannot be separated from his person. He comes declaring himself a prophet indeed, but also a priest and a king. And when he comes to reveal himself, saying to the soul, I that speak unto thee am he, he reveals himself as a priest. For thus he is a savior and thus only. A priest who offered up himself to God, offered up his results, brought to God, and did so through the eternal spirit. And if we receive him not as priest, we receive him not at all. When he says, I am he, when he says, look and behold, he draws attention to himself as the crucified one, the one who has accomplished something, but accomplished it by his death. It is here he revealed that he was both weary and omnipotent. It is here we see him taking away the sin of the world. 
crucified through weakness, yet bearing away that awful load of his people's gift, bearing it away in the might of omnipotence. I am he. And then this she left. Here is the dividing line. She left in a new course. She left with new knowledge. She left to, to live a new life. She left the watering pot. That was but that was but the least of what was left behind. Everything prior to this was left behind. But if one is in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all old things have passed away. All things have become new. Not that all things have left, no. But they are looked at in a different light. They are judged by a different judgment. I am he. Now this is what put meaning into everything that happened up till now. And this is what always puts meaning into life. This is the key that opens the lock. Or this is the clue by which we can read what was formerly but hieroglyphics, something we couldn't understand. What is the key? Christ. I am he. And in him the broken strands of what went before come together. And come together to form a perfect pattern. A pattern which divine wisdom devised. And which a steady hand has woven. And that this is understood only in Christ. I am he. He didn't say anything about herself. He didn't say that she, that, that she would be different or that her sins were forgiven or anything else. He didn't say anything to her about herself at all. He only said, I am he. Go and, be, go, go and live a better life or anything like that. That was in all, but that was all in words. I am He. And that is the essence, the quintessence of that saving relationship with which the gospel comes to those who are saved. I am He. Doesn't matter what anything else is. Doesn't matter what anyone else is. Doesn't matter even what you are. I am He. Who are the Lord? I am Jesus. And these are the words of eternal life. I am Jesus. I am the Messiah. I am you. And for the other hand, we approach the gospel. 
it all comes to this in the end. What is, what is eternal life? What is the gospel answer to eternal life? To this question, what is eternal? What's the gospel answer? That we should know God and Jesus Christ, whom He hath sent. This is eternal life, and nothing else is, whatever can be. This is eternal life. How different from those thoughts. How eternal life is in doing this or in doing that or in leaving the other thing undone. But according to God who cannot lie, this and this only is eternal life. That we should know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And that knowledge is conveyed in, the, in these words. I am he. I who speaketh up to thee. It is a case of revelation. It is a case of getting to know the glory of the Messiah. It is a case of getting under his protection and delighting in him and in him alone pouring out your heart before him acknowledging him as Lord as God and our God our Saviour acknowledging him as such this is life eternal and nothing else is let us pray Blessed one, do thou remember Thy revealing thyself unto us. There is nothing in which is so empty. Something, there is nothing which is in such a wilderness as the name of the Lord. Unless and until we know that name. And then the name becomes as ointment poured forth. It is life itself. It is blessedness itself. And we pray that thou wouldst enlighten us to know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, and take away our sin. Thy name sake, amen. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 119. Visit me, O Lord, even thy benign salvation according to thy word. 